foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com standalone wrestling it's going to be coming to norwich connecticut definitely looking forward to debuting in connecticut it's our first time up there there's a kalisto meet and greet which you get to meet him and you get a front row that's 50 there's a front row for 30 and there's also a vip white glove upgrade which is a picture in the ring with our ring announcer and one standalone roster account which is 35 so we have all different prices and then we go down to a 20 dollar ga as well so again there's something for everybody as far as the price structure goes to work with a group called vet ticks where we give free tickets away to the vets and their families connecticut will be one well if you want to laugh you know the, the person who's in that family that likes comedy stuff is going to like that if you want to see john wayne murdoch and like some hardcore spots and you're into that type of thing you're going to get that you know if you want to see women's wrestling you're going to get some of that you know so a, a great mixture of you know seven to nine matches to give a value for everybody and then to also give them something that they want to come back and see again anybody that's in the connecticut area watching this go out and support this $20 GA ticket, $30 front row ticket, and you also have VIP upgrades. Check out the website. Check out the interview. Davey Richards. I see TJ Perkins, Marco Stunt. But you also have guys like Bob Backlund who's going to be there. If you're anywhere near the Norwich area on May 21st, you're going to want to check that out. Standalone Wrestling. Some one hell of a card. Marco Stunt on the card. You have Nyla Rose, John Silver. You've got Kalisto for the meet and greet. Kalisto. If you don't think kids are going to want to see this masked wrestler, get your your tickets early get the vip package get your photo your autographs line it up and let's knock this out of the park at pistol pizza norway 50 vip 30 front row 20 general admission check them out at foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com or check out our recent interview with chad menace and go to that pistol pete show because if we don't pack out pistol pete's the chances of him coming back to this area very low and especially look at the quality of that card you got tjp matt Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch, one of the up-and-comers on IWTV. And this is going to be an IWTV pay-per-view. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you. Because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. Working Fans Combat Cast. Man called Dave, Sheva Rooney. We're going to tell you what we got coming up, and we're going to talk a lot of fights from this past weekend and fights coming up. Thanks for tuning in again. Like I said, a lot of fights from this past weekend since we last talked to you. Got some fights this weekend. But first, Chevy, let's tell people what our upcoming episodes are going to be. All right, on April 20th, we're going to be previewing UFC Fight Night Font versus Vera. And then May 7th, we're going to be looking at UFC 274 Oliveira versus Gaethje. And then May 14th, we're going to be looking at UFC Fight Night 
Blockovich versus Rackage. There you go. There's a big boxing event this weekend, too, before we get into things. We must well just mention that a little bit. We were talking about this a little off air. Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. Is that how? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and you were saying this guy's a former kickboxing champion that's fighting Fury. Yep. He's had an MMA fight before and was the number two guy in boxing at one point. And basically, these are two... Obviously, we all know who Tyson Fury is, but both are two very big names on the British boxing scene and it's going to be at Wembley Stadium and it's like what 90 something thousand people they're expecting about 95,000 people yeah and the, these European crowds, as we saw with UFC recently, especially in these big bots, they're insane for this stuff. For sure, yeah. Yeah. It's going to so, be a great atmosphere for sure. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I, I might end up getting this too this weekend. Fall works out. But yeah, it's yeah. I think it's for them, it's like a happening, you know. Mm-hmm. We had a Bellator show this past week we had talked about. You know, it was, up, it was on late Friday night. I didn't get to watch it. A lot of stuff going on. And then I actually got to look at the highlights the next day. And I didn't even have it spoiled. I actually got to look at the highlights and watch it like you know and like not know what's gonna happen yeah i was like oh okay pitbull priest pitbull gets the win over aj mckee and we got a new featherweight champion in bellator and you know surprising but mckee afterwards too he doesn't seem like he wants to fight at featherweight anymore and you know he didn't outright blame the weight cut he said, you know, at the end of the day, he thought he did enough to win, but you can't leave it to the judge's decisions. And I know I talked to other people and they thought that he did probably lose, but it was a very technical fight and wasn't exciting. And it sounds like to me, when I hear this stuff, it sounds like to me like this guy's not been having good weight cuts and he's a young guy. So maybe, you know, he's getting bigger, stronger. He wants to do lightweight. I kind of like him at potentially fighting at lightweight and then maybe even fighting out his contract and maybe this guy goes to the UFC at some point. I know that he talked about how that's his ultimate goal is to become UFC champion, which in MMA they it should be everyone's goal because they're, you know, the number one organization. But I don't know. In the same breath he says he's the best featherweight of all time or current featherweight and then he also says he wants to go up so i don't know i also didn't get to see the fight but i I wasn't super surprised to hear that pitbull won because he's a savage and uh, i think that he wasn't getting enough love but as far as aj goes i'm not sure how many fights he has left on his contract i don't think a lot no he had mentioned something about a championship clause at one point where he thought that he was fighting as long as he was champion but that not being the case. Coker mentioned afterwards that he wasn't sure that to be the case, and he didn't think that was the case. And AJ basically kind of said, yeah, we'll see. I'm not really sure. So my guess is, to me, that sounds like he's got at least another fight or so coming up. But like, it also sounds like maybe what they're trying to say is we're going to have to negotiate. <laughs> right. Bellator's not going to want to let him go. And AJ might have been talking about the UFC just to as a negotiating tactic so who knows i wouldn't be surprised if we see him stick with bellator nemkov Corey anderson ended up in basically a accidental headbutt which caused a like technical draw i guess you would say right listening to people talk looks like Corey was starting to maybe turn the tide a little bit that was obviously only the first three rounds though so who knows how it played out i'm very interested to see what happens with the rematch with these two because i think based on the little bit of the fight i've seen Corey definitely looks like he can hang though and i think we kind of thought that he could anyway but it's pretty cool to see this guy that he's one of those guys to me he's he's a blue collar like mma guy in a sense like he constantly is evolving and proving you can tell he just works hard and it's great to see him getting this opportunity and it was a shame the way it ended but i'm definitely hoping you know, these guys get a rematch soon 
Yeah, I guess the way that headbutt worked was there was only like five seconds left. And if that round had finished, it would have met the requirement to be judged to go the whole fight. And I guess Corey was up on the scorecards. So if that had happened right at the bell, then he would be champ. But it didn't. There was five seconds left. He headbutted him. He knew that he headbutted him by accident, like, and immediately put his hands up and was pointing. And so, like, he was trying to be classy, but costing the belt potentially at the time. In the rematch, I'm not sure that Nemkov's going to pull a Aljo and, you know, come back and, and be a lot different. I think you're going to see mostly the same Nemkov, which is still phenomenal, but I just think Corey's going to have his number, and I think yeah. he will be champ. I think so, too. Other One other fight, just to make note of, Aaron Pico gets the win. Violent finish. Pico has really looked good now after struggling in some initial fights. Really kind of hitting his own. This guy, let's see here, he is on a two, four, six fight win streak. Only one decision out of that, too. Is Pico a guy that maybe he fights for the featherweight championship? I don't know if he's ready for that just yet but you know could be yeah i don't know i'm not sure i'm not aware of bellator's roster enough to know the quality of his opponents really yeah i know he's still fighting you know he's not fighting the big name guys yet no probably time he does though i mean with a six fight win he mostly finishes yeah it might be time to get him back in competition for sure yeah absolutely so this weekend i know randy's asking our top five fights the week i didn't randy i was watching a lot of pro wrestling this week and honestly there wasn't anything on this past week's card it was overly exciting that I saw, uh, I know Chevy watched it a little more in depth, and even he tapped out, I think, at one point. Yeah, it was a rough weekend for fights, for sure. Yeah, wasn't the best card. Yeah, Bill Muhammad, he got the win, grind out decision. As he does. As he does, and uh, I mean, you can say what you will, but the guy is winning. He's doing good. I think it, I'll just say this, this kind of, I think he's probably earned a fight with Gilbert Burns next. Because they're both, like, Gilbert's four. Beal's ranked number five now. And, you know, I mean, Hazma and Covington, Usman and Edwards. Like, if you think about it, we could end up seeing Muhammad versus Covington, too. But it seems like they want to make that Covington-Hazmat fight, which I, I thought, why do Chamaya versus Covington? Because I think Covington could play spoiler. But I don't I don't think that's the talk. I think they want to do Chamaya of Covington. It'll probably be good trash talk. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. So I think for Muhammad, I think Burns is a pretty good choice. Yeah, I think that, that makes a lot of sense for sure. How do you see that going? I feel like Burns is too good on the ground and in those clinch situations to let Muhammad do what he does. And I feel like he's so explosive and his hard. It's going to be a tough matchup for Muhammad. Yeah, I mean, matchup-wise, yeah, Gilbert's jiu-jitsu is so great. Now, I, I would think that his jiu-jitsu lent, is lent better to him having his top game instead of being off his back. But, I mean, he's great at BG bjj everywhere so i mean we'll see it's definitely gonna have the striking advantage and i think he might be powerful enough to keep Bilal off of him so i i think that fight probably will get made so i think we're gonna find out what happens i, I don't know Bilal just seems to find a way to win he does he does do that and magni i was thinking i know he's not I mean, he just came off a win, but I'd like to maybe see him fight Vincente Luque next. I think that might be a good matchup. Luque's number six, Magni's number 10, but I'd like to see Magni maybe get a step up in competition. I thought maybe these guys might line up. I think that Magni is in talks with a fight. I can't pronounce the guy's name, nor can I remember what it is right now, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's this Mongolian guy that's undefeated oh. and like has all knockout finishes. 
So, I mean, he doesn't take easy fights. He called out Hamza, and then he took a fight with this guy. So, it's yeah. Shemev or something like that is his name. Yeah. I I can't pronounce it, but... Oh, yeah, when we need him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Savage. Neil Magny has a set of brass balls on him. He's he's a savage. So, props to him. Hopefully, he yeah. gets it done. Now, let's get to this UFC fight night weekend. We got Lemos versus Andrade. I will go up and down this card here a little bit. We got, I'm not sure much about this first fight. It's Menno Cup, Copy? Cop? It's K-A-A-P-E. But if you look at his Wikipedia page, it's Manuel Pedro Gomes, better known as Man Cape. Anyway, he's fighting ooh, this fucking first fight. The <laughs> 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 rest of them are not as bad. Su Mujahad. Sounds like it would be an Arab name. Oh, it's Chinese. Okay. Well, anyway, let's go to the records here. Cape is 17 and 6, 11 KOs, 5 subs, 1 decision, 2 and 2 in the UFC. And he's a former Risen Bantamweight champion. So if you look at that record from 17 and 6, like 11 KOs, 5 subs, like this guy's only gone a distance one time. Yeah. So, and he's a former Wizard champ. And now Sue here is 16 and 4, 13 KOs, 2 subs, 1 decision. Similar thing, except for 3 and 1 in the UFC and has one performance of the night against Malcolm Gordon. So interesting matchup. Two guys, hard names to pronounce, but it looks like they both get the job done and like to uh, get finishes i'm gonna go with cape based off this knowledge but you know being a former champion at least even another promotion i'll say he has a little more fight experience but it looks like a pick him yeah i think it's gonna be decision i know they're both finishers but both are you know tough they're not the one to get finished so Mm. i think we're gonna see probably a war and a decision i don't know who's gonna win i think you're right when you say pick him yeah and it may be a great showcase for these fighters like i'm having trouble with the name but like you look at like what their records bring to the table and their performances it sounds like this is a pretty good job of matchmaking here so hats right. off UFC. now two people i'm a little more familiar with macy barber nine and two five ko's two subs two decisions four and two in the ufc she's got second most knockout wins in ufc flyweight women's division history taking on montano de la rosa who's 12 6 and 1 she's got one ko eight subs three decisions five two and one in the ufc Interesting to note about De La Rosa, too. She started off her career 0-2. And I bring that up because that, to me, tells me she's a mentally strong person. Mm-hmm. And she's always trying to be better. She has had performance of the night one time. And she's also a former extreme fighting league flyweight champion. High school, all-American wrestling. She's good all around. I like Barber. She came in with a lot of fire, a lot of promise. She had a few hiccups here and there, but she's coming off a good win. I don't think I like this matchup for her, though. I think Del Rosa's good everywhere. I think she's so mentally tough. I like Del Rosa here, and I like her by decision. Yeah, I think you're right when you say it's a tough matchup for Macy. I'm going to go with her just because I think that she's like reaching a new level. She's just so scrappy. I, I think this one's probably going to be a pretty good war as well. But I think Macy's going to get a decision. Randy asked, if you could build the ultimate fighter, what would they have? I'll go with a heavyweight. I'll go with DC's wrestling, Nagano's, French Nagano's power, and (laughs) maybe the speed of somebody like a Stipe or something. Take all three of those, and I think you'd have the ultimate heavyweight anyway. Let's see. I think you want, well, I'll just piece together some things. I think you want Crow Cop's left kick. Ooh, that's a good one. Probably, as much as I hate John Jones, probably his fight IQ. Yeah. Or GSP's fight IQ. Yep. I'm going to say Max Holloway's cardio. Mm, this is boxing overall, too. Yeah. 
that's that's probably good. That's that's what you need. Yeah, maybe Habib's wrestling too. Yeah, yeah, and and some wrestling. Yeah, you need some yeah. wrestling to keep it on the on the feet. All right, let's get to this next fight. It's a good one. Uh, Lando Venata, both a fan of. He's twelve five and two, four KOs, five subs, three decisions, four five and two in the UFC. Don't let that fool you. He's fought everybody. This guy's been fighting tonight four times. And a performance tonight once. Charles Judain is his opponent. And Charles is 12-4-1. Eight KOs, three subs, one decision. 3-2-1 in the UFC. He's had a fight of the night already against Duho Choi. This guy was a TKO Major League MMA. He was a double champion for them. Featherweight and lightweight. Mm-hmm. Another promotion too. Out in, looks like Quebec. And then some amateur championships too here. So both these guys, good, capable fighters. Venata always seems to find himself in a crazy fight. This is an interesting one. I like Venata. I might be a little partial. Jane's good, but I just feel like Venata, like his record is a little misleading. I think he's so good all around. And I don't know. I have this feeling he's going to get a submission here. I see Charles getting a TKO. I think later on, I, I think Lando likes to throw some you know, wheel kicks and stuff like that occasionally. Some heavy expenditure on his cardio kind of strikes. And I think he's going to get worn down a little bit with Jordan's movement and pressure. And I think he's going to clip him and then finish him later on. Well, I mean, he's definitely probably the bigger prospect of the two, I would say, right now. Just because Venata's had so many tough fights. Now, this is an interesting one. I'll struggle with this guy's a little name a little bit. Claudio, I think, Pereira's. Perels, P-U-E-L-L-E-S. He's taken on Clay Guida. And Claudio is 11-2 in the UFC. 2KO, I'm sorry, 11-2 overall. 2KO, 6 subs, 3 decisions. 4-1 and one in the UFC. He's won 4 in a row. He lost his initial fight, which was the Latin America Ultimate Fighter Tournament for lightweight. And he's had one performance of the night. So this guy... Other than that initial hiccup in the finals, like he hasn't lost yet in the UFC. He's gone on to win all his other fights. So it'll be interesting to see what it is. To me, this says like this is a guy with potential and promise, and he's taken on, I don't want to call him the ultimate gatekeeper, but he's just a constant guy that's always there. And you're really going to get tested. So Quay Guida, 37 and 21, <laughs> seven KOs, 14 subs, 15 decisions, 16 and 15 in UFC, former Strike Force lightweight champion, fight of the night six times, performance of the night one time, submission of the night three times, UFC Hall of Fame fight wing class 2019 against Diego Sanchez. This guy's a legend. I don't know. When I see a fight like this, though, I feel like this is a they're, they're trying to see what claudio brings to the table here i don't know i don't know mu- enough about claudio but i feel like i'm gonna go with the young upstart here like there's a reason why this fight is probably being made yeah maybe a showcase for him or whatever i think that Clay's gonna play spoiler though he's looked pretty good in his last few fights and i think he's just gonna put the pressure on this kid and break him so i'm going yeah. with uh clay with a decision but i think it'll be a an exciting fight yeah sounds like it i didn't i said claudio but i'll go with i'll go with decision as well and i already asked an interesting question here do you ever see bellator bringing back an ultimate fighter type show i don't know but you know they are on showtime and to me showtime would probably be a perfect place for something like that they would probably really know how to build it maybe get some attention so to me bellator's any company like that that's right there like bellator i think they benefit for doing stuff like that even more than ufc probably would yeah i don't think they will just based on i can't imagine the ultimate fighter has super great numbers these days you know otherwise we wouldn't be seeing contender series and all that so and then we got our main event we're already at our main event here amanda limos versus jessica andraj limos is 11 1 and 1 
seven KOs, two subs, two decisions. She's five and one in the UFC. She lost her debut, then won five in a row. She's coming off a fight of the night win over Andrew Hill. And she's a former jungle fight bantamweight championship. All right. Two successful defenses. So she's a fighter that knows how to win. Good promise. I build her up because she definitely got to be an underdog here. Jessica Andrade, 22 and 9, 9 KOs, 6 subs, 6 decisions, 13 7 in the UFC. She's fought the best. Former UFC women's strawweight champion, performance of the night four times. She's got the second most stoppage wins in UFC women's strawweight division she's got most knockout in ufc women's strike division and she's got most fights in ufc women's history she's also the only woman in ufc history to win a fight in three weight classes she's got some hands <laughs> yeah she throws yeah. hard yeah so this is going to be a real test for lemos i will just favor and draws randy asked earlier do you see any good knockouts on the card i'm going to say yes this one i'll go with i'll go with round one i think this is going to be a short main event nothing against lemos i just think Andrade is such a heavy hitter and i think she gets it done and yeah she'll move on after this and we'll see what happens that's my opinion yeah i'm with you on that i for the same reasons Andrade is just so powerful she's so tough like she's not going to get knocked out so i just see her steamrolling through i don't know if it'll be round one i'm going to say round two but it's going to be a big brutal haymaker that knocks lemos out i think featherweight straw or, or you know it's not featherweight flyweight strawweight bantamweight like she's just got amazing power and she's a danger to any one of those weight classes mm-hmm. probably not featherweight <laughs> yeah, probably not no yeah that would be a bad yeah i think she gets it done this weekend and i think it'll be a big knockout yeah, man, the women will always uh, bring it. Other than that, you know, I'll, uh, I'm interested to see Fury and White this weekend. And just for, if anything, just the atmosphere. The British UK fans always make it fun. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've had a big boxing fight. So I am excited to get one in again. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what it is for me with boxing. It's like, there's always so many fights I mean, the pay-per-views, it's it's tough because you're basically paying what you are for like a UFC pay-per-view and you're only really getting one showcase fight. And if it, combat sports is an expensive hobby. So if you're already in the UFC, you really can't, you know, get every boxing pay-per-view. For sure. So at least most of us can't. So yeah, I don't know. Tyson Fury is my guy. It's kind of brought me back into boxing a little bit. I love the... Basically, trilogy he had with Wilder, and he always seems to be entertaining no matter what. I definitely look forward to this fight this weekend. I say Fury gets it done. Probably finish. Maybe late. Maybe 10th round or something. You know? I'm thinking, like, round five or six. I don't Mm. think that White's going to be able to hang. I mean, he's a great boxer, but Fury is the best so yeah no doubt all right guys i'll check one more time one more time what we got coming up all right april 30th we're gonna be previewing ufc fight night font versus vera i'm excited for that fight may 7th ufc 274 Oliveira versus gaichi for the lightweight title and then may 14th previewing ufc fight night blakovich versus rackage a lot of fun cards coming back up really excited all right guys thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more combat sports action and we'll see you at the fight. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If 
you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 